Hi, this is Greg from Selective Hearing, and you're listening to part two of our KCON 2022 podcast, where we go over day two, concert night one, and day three. Anyway, let's move on to day two, where it was even more action-packed. So, uh, Ping, what kind of action did you get into? Yeah, so day one was the Stacy and Light Someday. Day two was the Kepler and Itzy Day. Um, so if you were not in the know, Kepler is the girl group that was formed from the Mnet survival program Girls Planet 999. Is that what it was called? Girls Planet Goo Goo Goo. Um, yeah. And that was the first day that Kepler was having their events at the KCON show floor, as well as the concert and the artist engagement. Um, and Itzy was there too. They Itzy had their events on the show floor, albeit I think they only had one event and it was only Cheryoung and Yuna that showed up. Although Cheryoung and Yuna are my two favorite members. So um, I was pretty happy about that. But Wait, um, what? yeah, they, they only showed only the two of them showed up. Yeah. And I think they actually released, I think they might've released that video on YouTube as well. Um, but that, that, that was for the show floor. That's not for the artist engagement. The artist oh, engagement, all five yeah. of the members were there. Okay, but okay. Um, the very first thing on my schedule was the Dream Stage Kepler at the KCON Square, which is actually, um, basically they had fans competing to perform on stage with Kepler at KCON. Um, so I don't think Kepler showed up to that until the ends maybe, but I didn't go to that at all. So I don't know if Kepler even showed up to that. So the first thing on my list was the Kepler artist engagement at 11 a.m. Did you attend that, Greg? Yep, I was there. And how was how was that experience for you? That was pretty much like Stacy, except it was Kepler. Where, where were you, where were you able to stand? Uh, I was on the left side next to um, the red carpet stage, so I was on the very far left. Uh, second, no, I was at barricade this time because I showed up early. Mm. And yeah, it was really good. I got. Lots of uh, good views of Mashiro and Youngun and uh, shouting, so satisfied. Mm. Yeah, so my favorite Kepler member is Chehan, and or so she'd, she'd be my bias, and I guess my my bias record would be Dayan. And I got a lots of interaction. I mean, Chehan was giving interactions to everybody like a lot. She was like a fan service queen. I I would say like out of the entire weekend. Chehyun probably gave the most fan service out of anybody, as far as I know. Um, but like, I got so much interaction with her. Um, she was so, you know, she's exactly as you picture her, seeing her, you know, hosting um, the show on um, SBS MTV, as well as, you know, all the Kepler content. Um, I mean, she's just amazing. And like my love for Chehan has like increased exponentially after that weekend because Chehan is just like so fun. Um, so such a, such a crowd pleaser. 
Like she will give hearts to everybody. She will make hearts with everybody. She will, um, you know, point you out. She, you know, she really goes out of her way to make sure that you feel noticed. And I really love Chaehyun like so much more even. Um, like I, I like, really love Chaehyun. Um, like since Kepler was formed, I didn't even watch the show, but like since Kepler was formed, um, I've been a big Chaehyun fan just because of like how adorable she is. And like, she like completely took me over on, on day two of the, uh, KCON. Like she, I, I just kept thinking about like how awesome Chaehyun was all day. Um, so that was pretty much my experience with the Kepler artist engagement. You know, it was pretty much all the artist engagements are the same because of the template that they use. Um, so really the only differences are kind of the interactions that you get with the, the members. And for me, that was really the highlight of my day, um, with Kepler. Yeah. For me, Kepler, uh, seeing them in person was again, great. Cause when am I ever going to see them in person again? And maybe next year, <laughs> maybe next year. That's true. Yeah. Um, KCON next year. But um, to make some extra notes about uh, Kepler's fan base, um, Hikaru, and I wish I could pronounce uh, her name, Bahi, I can't pronounce her fucking name. They're, they're the other girl. Uh, they were <laughs> popular with the Western fans. Those two, I don't know. There are people screaming their heads off behind me just every time they they got attention from them. So... I guess uh, Western fans really love those two girls. But, so I'm not Kepler like. Gotta, um, oh, sorry. Was that Alan? Kepler's Kepler's got a strong fan base for, like, all the girls seem really popular. So oh, I have to these say, these two in particular were very popular. So it might be different from where you were standing. Um, I know Kepler in general is like really popular in China, and. Um, uh, so her the name her name is Huning Bahie. <laughs> okay, I'm glad looked, someone can pronounce her name. I I looked up the 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 Korean, the Korean her Korean name because it's really easy to read Korean. Like the um, basically what you read is how it's pronounced. Um, but anyway, um, it might have been different where you were standing. But I know like Kepler is like really popular in China. Um, but I was surprised. And maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but I'm not like really in deep with the Kepler fandom. Um, like Xiaoting was for me by far the most popular member the entire weekend. Um, people really love Xiaoting. Was, was that not the case for you? In my section, no. Uh, it was the other two. But uh, in the Kepler uh, general fandom... Yes, yeah, uh, Ting was actually ranked one or two every single time in the show. And but she was ranked nine in the finale. Yeah, she was ranked nine in the finale for some reason. But she was always one or two up until the finale. So I, I can it see why. Rigged. Yes, it, totally rigged. But, I don't know. Chaehyun uh, was number one, and I felt like she could definitely deserve number one. <laughs> Still, it was is that bias? Is that isn't, bias? Isn't shouting the youngest one as well? No, no. that's um, yes, so yes, so yeah. Oh, never mind. 
Um, so, um, I mean, shouting, like, I obviously I knew shouting, but like, I was a little bit blown away by how pretty she was in person. Like, she is actually legit, really, really pretty. I think she might be the prettiest member out of the nine Kepler members. And that's kind of saying a lot because I really love Chaehyun. <laughs> like, I really, really love Chaehyun. And for me to think that shouting is probably the prettiest member out of all of them, it's, it is saying a lot. Yeah, my report, I I pretty much only talked about shouting pretty much. But uh, yeah, her her and uh, Yeso are my my two faves. So oh, I was like really um, like Yeso was like super cute that entire weekend. I got a lot of good Yeso interaction as well. Um, not at the artist engagement, but like when Kepler showed up at their various events on the show floor throughout the day. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was basically a Kepler Itzy day, and I got really good interaction with Kepler. For Itzy, you didn't go to the artist engagement for Itzy, right? Uh, no, the line was way long. I wouldn't have gotten a good view, so I went to Cookie Room instead. So, I mean, yeah, Itzy obviously is a JYP entertainment group, and, you know, being a, a part of the big three already leads into a very large fan base and it was very crowded for the artist engagement for itsy and i was you know the artist engagement for itsy was pretty much like a artist engagements um i did get a really good interaction with cheryang um it was probably the best interaction i had all weekend where i was like saying cheryang like over like repeatedly um i was like cheryang 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 Cheryoung and eventually like she heard me and she started looking for me like she could I have a video of it um she was actually like you could physically see that she was looking for me and then when she found me like you like she smiled and like waved or, or, or pointed at me or something I don't remember like it's in the video I have to look up at the video again but that was probably like the Cheerio. best interaction that I had all weekend um just because I, I really love Cheryoung and Damn like you. to 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 actually see her looking for me was super cool, and then I realized like why it was so hard for her to find me because as I was talking to various people um, throughout the weekend, I noticed that it was really hard for me to find people when they were calling out to me with their mask on, and I realized like when you can't see somebody's lips um, while they're calling out for you, it's like almost impossible to find out who's who's trying to reach you. And I realized like that's what had happened to me with Cheryoung. Um So yeah, masks, no good, no bueno for trying to um, find uh, <laughs> the fan interactions. Definitely learned that after Cheryoung. But yeah, um, I mean, uh, outside from that, it was pretty much what you would expect from any other artist engagement. Yuna, Yuna was freaking hilarious during the artist engagement. Um, but yeah, I have it all recorded. For the most part, um, like again, eighty to ninety percent of it was recorded and will be on my YouTube channel uh, later. Awesome. So I didn't go to Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Nothing I bad just, there. How dare you, sir? Get off this podcast now. I, I, I just didn't a horrible want to stand scene. in the back and get like nothing out of it. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I had already seen Etsy like 
two or three times before in 2019. I, I had seen them at KCON LA in 2019. And then I went to their showcase in 2020 before the pandemic. Um, I actually did the high touch with them uh, in 2020. Uh, 2019, I was not able to get a high touch ticket. Um, so I just was in the audience. But um, yeah, to be able to see them again in 2022 after all this time, like basically back then they are rookies and now they're really established artists and doing much better this year compared to last year. You know, they had Mafia and Loco last year, not really the greatest songs. But this year, Sneakers completely took me by surprise and charting very well <laughs> in Korea, unlike the other songs that they released last year. Um, you know, back on the uptrend, I have fortunately enough was able to get VIP, um, for their concert in November. So looking forward to that, but, um, it's definitely a different experience seeing somebody for like the third or fourth or fifth time versus seeing them for the first or second time. Um, and definitely could feel that with the, you know, like excitement level of me seeing Kepler versus the excitement level of me seeing Itzy. But um, still, I mean, you know, it was a really great experience. I know for a fact that a lot of people I know skipped the Etsy artist engagement. And I don't know why. I mean, I know why. <gasps> I know why. Me. It's because they had already they, the, 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 they had already seen Etsy so many times. And there was like stuff they wanted to line up for on the show floor. Which kind of brings me back to that, that argument where it's like, is it worth it to go to the artist engagement? Or is it better to line up? Um, on the show floor where you might get better interaction. And for me, it proved to be better to see Itzy during the artist engagement because I was able to see all five members for that 45 minutes versus when Itzy's event came time on the show floor, only Cheryong and Yuna showed up where it was, uh, they were at the KCON Square and it was the time to dance Itzy and like, like Greg and I were together at that point, and <laughs> I, I, Greg, did you did you post a picture of that on the article? I can't remember if you did where you posted that picture. Yeah, um, I posted that but, on Twitter, and then I post that in the article of the dude with the stepladder. Yeah, like there were there were people like on other people's shoulders. There were there was like fifteen rows of people for KCON Square for the the um, that that itsy event and there are people with step ladders it was insane absolutely insane um so like greg and i were basically just watching things on they had they actually had screens and at the time because it was like so far away i had no idea that was only cherry young and yuna i just kept questioning like to greg i was like why are they only showing cherry young and yuna on these screens and it was quite clearly because oh, it was only cherry young and yuna on the stage um but like from the entrance of where they got onto the show floor, like behind the curtain, all the way, it was like maybe like 200 feet to the stage. And at the stage, it was like 10 rows of people all for Itzy. It was just absolutely insane. So basically, I just told Greg, Damn. like we were at the we were at the BBGo booth. And I was like, Greg, can you just take me a picture of me here? Like, we're not going to be able to see anything. So I took a picture at the BBGo booth for this uh, raffle. And I, I ended up winning the raffle, <laughs> actually. And they were giving away, like, some signed goods. And I won a Kepler. I won a signed Kepler slogan just randomly off of that. So I'm actually really glad that uh, Itzy ended up being impossible to see because I ended up winning a Kepler signed slogan because of it. Well, all member signs, which is awesome. Yeah, that was but, pretty um, sweet. Other than that, the only other thing that we did, I think, was the um, the pop up stage for Kepler, right? 
Um, well, for I think for you, you you did the pop up stage for Kepler, uh, and then I walked away and went to light some star square thing instead. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, by the time Itzy artist engagement was done, like I met up with Greg at the Kepler um, pop up talk, which is actually a really cool event where they spent like fifteen to thirty minutes just like talking to Kepler about um, various. You know, they had like various Q and A sessions. Various Q. It was a Q and A, basically a Q and A session where they asked various questions. And again, Chaehyun was like giving all the love. So much fan interaction. Um, but I was in the very back, obviously, because I had come from the Etsy artist engagement. And around halfway through that, uh, Greg went to go line up for the light something at the Star Square. Um, so again, like I had kind of given up on anything on the f- floor related at that point. But I did end up going to the Star Square as well. And I got some really good interactions with Lightsum um, as they were going in and out of the, the events. Um, how was the Star Square for you? Um, yeah, once I secured a spot behind uh, a short guy at the barricade, I I was able to see basically everything. And that that event is kind of like a kind of like the red carpet, but for for all the other people who aren't prestige. So basically, they come in. You get to do uh, a little bit of a photo op with them. They'll pose. The MC will interview them for a bit, and then they walk away, basically. But uh, I was able to record the entire thing on my phone uh, with uh, minimal people's hands or heads getting in my way. So I-, I was pretty happy with that. I'll definitely need to check out that video because from where I was standing, I couldn't really see or hear anything. I can't really remember I can't really remember anything from it outside of like me recording stuff while they were leaving. Uh, so that goes to show like I don't really remember anything that happened at that. Dude, did, did they sign anything? No, it was did just they like, the wall? It was more just like a photo opportunity for anyone who lined up to see them. Because uh, in 2019, like they actually signed the wall. Like on 2019, they had like the, the Zodiac signs, the um, the star signs on the walls and like the member would go up to where their zodiac sign was and sign next to their birthday which was pretty cool i guess they didn't do that this year yeah i didn't see any signing looking back at the video i didn't see any anything with them signing their picture on the wall or anything like that okay was there anything else that that day um other than the itsy madness no that was pretty much it till the concert i do remember like i just randomly happened upon another kepler event at their own booth they had their own booth at the um show floor and i found out that they were going to be there so i um i think it was like a polaroid event i can't remember exactly what it was but i ended up waiting for them um like at the entrance and exit of where they were going to be going to and from the booth and i got a lot of really great interaction that's the where i got a lot of really great interaction with uh yesa uh as well as chehan um while they were walking to and from the um the event i think mashiro too i think i got some good interaction with her as well i, I would have to review the footage but i have it all on on my sony camera so um you know 4k high definition ultra uh, I, high definition i do remember you telling me about that before i left so i 
looking back in some of my videos, I do have pictures of or a video of them walking by before a giant security oh, guard. Oh, that's right. Because I had back. seen them. I had seen them come in, and I had I, I I and then I saw you, and I said, "Wait here, they're coming out." <laughs> that's what I, that's what I remember. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I recall. And then I went to yeah. the opposite side of you and. I was able yeah. to get video of all the little girls running after them after they exited the building. It was kind of yeah. funny. That, that was a good time. So I think that was pretty much it for the convention. Yeah. Then it was uh, night one of the concert. So you were... Uh, Mr. Prestige, so you you got into the building earlier than I did. Uh, what was that whole process like? And uh, how much space did you have in your special barricaded area? Yeah, so the Prestige, again, like, I, I we talked about the benefits of Prestige earlier, where it was like you have your own line, and you have um, all the artist engagements, and you get early entry and you get the tickets, a special section in the, in the, at the concert. Um, but I think actually the number one value of the prestige ticket is how little stress there is um, associated with it. Um, you're kind of paying to have a stress-free experience because um, that morning, the day, the, the, the day one morning, basically around like 8 a.m. There was people there from like 5 a.m. But basically you show up in the morning, you get a number at the crypto.com arena. And then after the convention is over, like around 5 to 6 p.m., you line up in your numbered order. And at 6, 6 p.m., they start letting people into the building. And then at 6.30 p.m., they let you onto the show floor before everybody else. And um, again, there was only about 150 people prestige. Um, so I was, I, for both nights, I was around number 60. And so I was basically halfway there. But essentially, if you are prestige, if you are not at the barricade, you are row two. There's no row three. There's no row four. There's only two rows. You're row one or you're row two. Uh, and if you're not within like the first 50 people, your row two, <laughs> basically. Um, so in that sense, and like I said, everybody who was prestige was acquainted with, with each other. We kind of all knew each other. Once you have your spot, people were respectful enough to be like, hey, if you need to go to the bathroom, or you want to go get some food, you know, you're not going to lose your spot, essentially, for the most part. And that was like such a big relief and made it such a stress-free experience because like if i had to go to the bathroom and i was at my specific spot i can go to the bathroom come back and my spot is still there if i wanted to go eat i could go grab a, a pizza come back i could eat like we had again there was a barricade within the barricade so you know how those barricades have like those those seats on the the front side of it um i could sit down there and eat comfortably uh when there's like a like a group that i'm not particularly a fan of performing um you know if i needed to take a rest i could 
sit down and take a rest if I needed to. Uh, very few and far in between uh, for me personally because I'm a big fan of K-pop in general. But if I had that option, if I wanted to, and I definitely I saw other people sitting down um, during various points of the concert. So overall, like that entire prestige experience of having your spot in line, having your spot on the, the floor, being able to go in and out at your leisure, being able to sit down, take a break when you needed to, um, being acquainted with everybody, you know, kind of like making friends and, you know, getting to know each other all throughout that entire weekend. It was just such an overall like fun and stress-free experience for the most part. Like I, I, you know, like when, before the ticket sale actually happened, I was, I was talking to my friend. I was like, really big question. Like is how, how can this $2,000 ticket be worth it? How is this ticket actually, how does this ticket actually make sense? And, you know, people always look at it as, um, you know, for the people who don't buy the ticket, it's always like, this is the ticket that this is the go to Korea ticket, right? Cause it's cost the same thing as going to Korea. Well, if you actually look at the the fuel ticket, I mean, the, the plane ticket prices these days, it's actually um, probably more expensive to go to Korea now because of just how like everything is so much more expensive these days. Um, but like the entire experience of being able to do the convention, like almost completely stress-free, it was completely worth it um, for me personally. Although, you know, like there there's pros and cons to both and I go in depth on that uh, in the in the vlog. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was my prestige experience, um, lining up and getting into the show for you. You had a seat, right? Like I bought you a seat. So how, how was yours? So my seat was basically almost in the same section that Alan and I had, uh, as press on day two or concert night two nice. in 2019. So it was facing the back. So the artist's backs were were to me most of the time which wasn't a big we deal we say the back but it's like in air quotes because there's no real back to the stage they yeah. perform half on the front and then half on the back is a 360 stage That's right. so it was actually like usually my favorite songs actually get performed facing away from me which is kind of an unfortunate experience but still i mean it is what it is it's a 360 degree stage so yeah but it was a really good view i was I was very pleased with it. Um, people was it closer around, than 2019? Uh, uh, no, it was about the same. Yeah, just uh, a few rows further to the side. Um, oh, I see. So we weren't totally... I wasn't totally centered, but it was still around the same area. But nothing obstructing your view. Uh, when, you know that obstructed view thing on the ticket? It's just because of the camera crane that goes around to film but it doesn't actually oh. affect your view <laughs> there's like a large jimmy jib or something yeah. like going around i see I pretty see. much but uh yeah the folks around me were actually pretty cool they're actually uh, older people so uh not not very young women on night one it's a lot of older folks and they were all boy group stands so <laughs> mm. very very few uh very few girl group stands around me. So whenever the men hit the stage, it got real loud. Did you have earplugs? Yes, my earplugs worked overtime. <laughs> Pretty much. 
because it, it was insanity whenever a, a boy group hit the stage. But yeah, they they were good people. Um, no one, no one was rude or anything like that. They were all pretty chill. They were there to enjoy the show. Uh, unlike in 2019, where I was sitting up in a nosebleeds in night one, and I got to hear some guy uh, hit on a random woman by using the "I'm a trainee" line. So that oh, that, <laughs> that, well, that okay. was kind of an interesting conversation to listen to. I don't think it got any play, but that that was entertaining before the concert actually started. But uh, yeah, no, nothing like that in my row this year. Alan, you were able to actually watch the concert, right? Uh, yes, uh, I, I watched a, a stream of the concert. Um, I, it's weird because I don't remember too much of it. I, I, I think ATs went first, right? Yeah. So ATs, I was just going to ask you guys, like, what, what was the stand up points for you? Um, cause that the concert was very long, but, um, ATs, okay. ATs did go first. ATs performed like eight songs, which was the most yeah. by far out of anybody, but they also, were selected to create or prepare the theme song for KCON. So that's kind of one of the reasons. And also ATs is just hella popular. ATs yeah. was actually so the prestige people had like a special meet and greet session with a random artist. You know, it, was, it wasn't random, but like a mystery artist where you didn't know who would show up to the meet and greet, but you would be able to if you showed up, you would be able to take a picture with them. And it was ATs this year. And nice, nice. I just left. I didn't take the picture with them. Uh, <laughs> I ended up going what? to a, a different. I, I ended up going to a different event uh, you, on the you, show floor. You didn't take the opportunity for a free picture, or if, was it if, like if a I, graduation photo type picture? No, it was actually. I think it was an individual picture. I, I don't. No one's gotten their picture back yet, so I can't say for sure. But um, I think, you know, according to what I was told from previous years, it's like a one-on group picture. Um, but I had other things to show up to on the show floor and ATs is not like I don't know any of the ATs members. I enjoy their music, but I'm not like a ATs fan by any stretch of the imagination. Um they're not even in my top five boy groups. Um I'm not even sure they're in my top ten boy groups. Um so yeah I just I just left. ATs is great. ATs has amazing music. They're <laughs> very good they're very good performers, but they are not my in my top five or top ten even. But yeah, wow. so ATs performed like eight songs in the beginning of the show. Um, it was a really great performance. But yeah, it was ATs. Yeah, yeah, I, I have fallen off of ATs for a little bit. I really liked them at the when they first debuted, so I, I was very surprised to see them go up first, uh, and then to find out that they performed the most songs, I was like, damn, uh, ATs has been super popular lately, so. Uh, it was really cool to see them on stage. Um, of course, uh, I I didn't think they would be playing so much, but hey, it, it was great for the ATs ATs fans. And then I remember they showed a lot of videos of Eyes One, and I was like, "What are they doing?" So for for me sitting at home, I was watching it through um, 
through uh, some discords and stuff, I was like, what's going on? Why are they showing Eyes 1? And back in 2019, I was like, why Why are they... Re- like, I was reliving past pain. I was like, oh, that's the one time I got to see Eyes 1. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then Kepler decides to play Lobby and Rose. And I was like, everybody just, like went insane like people were just like flipping out like oh my god they're doing lobby and rose this is i hadn't heard the song in so long and i i felt like they did a really really good job on it so that was like some of the uh good points that i remember uh some of the bad points uh i know uh, i think it was uh i think it was yeji and leah they had a very <laughs> awkward uh mc part where um i guess the fans the fans that had the microphones the mics weren't on correctly and it was just so awkward watching at home it was like it was muted i don't know if it was muted for you guys but like every time they asked a question and the fans would answer we didn't hear any of that we didn't hear any of their answers we didn't hear like uh it, it was it was on a big time delay that it had to be like i just remember leah had to stall for time and it was so awkward and everything i was like ooh so that was that was kind of like the highlights for me i know it was it's bad to remember like a bad highlight but the the first night i was like all right at's went on straight kids went on kepler did lavi and rose and then Itzy was Itzy was there performing in night one, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then I just remember the 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 awkward MC. That's that's all I could remember really. So that's right. that's uh, Alan, that's what I. You don't remember Kepler bringing their trash on stage? Oh my God! Don't come on. <laughs> hey, oh, wait, that's what Alan said, right? Yes, that's a direct quote from Alan. Hey, you you make it on stage. That's cool, but I I I didn't I didn't realize that they were gonna bring like dance cover groups on stage. So I was like, all right. I mean, honestly, like <laughs> I I can see from your perspective how it might look that way. But I like I mentioned earlier, like the first event of the day at the convention was where the fans. Um, competed to be part of the performance on stage and for you know as a fan like a lot of like fans um are really good dancers and like they love k-pop for the performances and they they learn the dances and they perform the dances so um for kepler like for night one um, the way that KCON's laid out, there are special stages in between all the regular stages. And one of the special stages was um, Kepler's uh, dream stage, where the fans would get on stage. And the fans actually competed earlier in the day during the convention, which who somebody who might not have, you know, have gone to the convention, they might not really understand, like, why there's suddenly fans showing up on the stage. But there is like a four hour session um, during the convention where the fans are actually competing with each other to be able to perform on stage with Kepler. And again, you know, it's exactly as it sounds. It's a dream stage. It's definitely like an amazing experience for these fans to be able to go up and perform on stage with the artists that they love and perform, you know, in front of 20,000 people 
doing what's that, 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 right? The hamburger dance <laughs> uh, on stage with Kepler. Um, so for me, you know, like I, maybe I can understand it for as someone watching it on stream, like suddenly these fans come on stage randomly, like you have no idea why they're on stage even. Um, but for me to be able to see the fans get on stage and be able to perform um, was actually a really cool experience um, personally. Yeah, in the discord that I was in, we were like, who are these people? What's going on? We we were kind of like shocked. The camera moved over to some somebody that we didn't know. And when they pulled out, we we're like, oh, there's like 20 people on stage right now. And then we we're like, oh, somebody had explained the dream stage. And we we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, it was just a surprise. And I was kind of like, man, they they got to do the hamburger dance. All right, cool. But <laughs> I love what that like <laughs> I do, too. It's such a fun song and it's a really cool dance. Like every time the what that that word comes out, like I can't help but do the moves along with them. So it's really cool to see like like all these fans come up and make the stage grander in my opinion at least that's my opinion i don't know like it sounded like for for the discord that you were in it was kind of you know like trash on the stage but for me it was really cool to see how grand that stage became with all these other dancers doing the same dance along with kepler um at least that's my opinion i mean if you if you're Um, gonna be on stage with them i mean at least look like that you're gonna be on stage with them the is kind of like they just pulled them off the streets. It, it, I know they didn't pull them off the streets, but it, it was kind of like, you know. Well, they they were wearing they they've been on the convention the entire fucking day. They wearing the entire the same clothes the entire day. Like they've been dancing all day, competing for the spot. I mean, there's all this there's all these K beauty products on the you know on the, on the convention floor. They could have hooked them up a little bit before they came right, on sure. so we're kind of like mm. all right anyway the the next thing you know i want to go back quickly to the the lobby and rose stage and as somebody who attended the kepler artist engagement you can kind of see it coming that they were going to do a special stage with um lobby and rose but even for me it, it, it did catch me a little off guard that they were doing the um the, that they were going to do a special stage with Eyes One, um, and they really pulled it off really well. Um, I was really hyped when they started performing that song. How about for you, Greg? Oh yeah, shouting center, awesome. I, I don't even remember. It was just all a blur. When when you're when you're like when you're like at the when you're at the, when you're so close to the stage, you can't really tell what's going on on the stage actually you see people dancing and you try to look at specific people, but you can't see like the overall, like how things are moving. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can see that. But yeah, that, that, that was uh that was a bold <laughs> choice, I guess for the, their first song. But I, I was pretty happy that they did it. I mean, now Eyes One songs are kind of legacy, I guess. But yeah, uh, but it was a good cover, and I guess good for Eugene to actually perform that song finally. <laughs> so good. That, that's uh, 
I guess, full circle for her. So Wait, why would Eugene... CLC, that was their song. It was a Lavi La and Rose was supposed to be a CLC song? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. They even did a demo of it. Oh, wow. They they even teased photos of like of them with roses for a little bit before they sold the song. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Wow, that's insane. Um, but yeah, like outside. Other than that, some of the other things that um, you know really stood out to me was the lightsome tomboy performance because I know I know in lightsome perform tomboy like during the fucking tomboy part like everybody in prestige was screaming fucking tomboy and i had heard that on the stream like that's all you could hear (laughs) like the fans screaming fucking tomboy when you actually go back and watch the the light like i have the kcon subscription and i went back and watched the performance like you couldn't hear any of that but i was told during the live stream that you could hear the crowd screaming fucking tomboy was that was that the I case? believe so. I rem- in my section it was. I remember <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, they're doing tomboy." And maybe it was me also screaming fucking tomboy, but uh I I I am inclined to believe that if you were in the crowd and if you were watching, you weren't censoring yourself when you were <laughs> when that stuff was coming on, so Oh yeah, but people that was like coming from the depths of people's souls. Like you could hear people like fucking tomboy. I mean <laughs> it was insane. It was so funny. I mean that happened during my idol concert anyway, so I was like I was like, oh shit, let's imitate it. Let's go. So I totally believe it. And did you do you did you did that performance, Alan, did that give you any um like, do you have, did that give you any kind of understanding on what I was talking about when I was talking about, like, how much Lightsome impressed me as far as the performances go? Um, I, I just remember that they, they, they did it. I'm not the biggest Lightsome fan anyway, so they're definitely not, like, high on my list. So forgettable so for you. <laughs> that's the only thing I remember them singing. I, you I couldn't even tell you what their singles are right now, but that's the one thing I remember them okay. singing. So, but if they did impress, yeah, if they, they did impress y'all, two other songs, but if so. they did impress y'all, I I totally don't, I can't deny that. Um, everybody that has gone to see the KCON tour with them, uh, they've had nothing but positive praise for about Lightsome as well. So, I I I don't doubt that they impressed you and they did a lot of. Uh, very great things during their tour and at KCON. Um, yeah, so the rookies, outside of special stages, they only performed two songs. Um, so Lightsum was fortunate enough to have a special stage, but the only other two songs that they performed were um, Alive and Vivace. And they performed Vivace on the other side, and Vivace is like my favorite Lightsum song. And if I was if I hadn't just seen Lightsum a day before, and if I wasn't going to see Lightsum three more days after, um, I would have been a little upset. But yeah, um, I love Vivace. And they performed it on Greg's side. Do you have do you have anything to say about Lightsum? Oh, um Tomboy was unexpected for me. I didn't expect him to actually do that. But uh I was 
pretty happy when they did it. Now I'm glad to scream fucking tomboy as, <laughs> as they, uh, you know, did their thing. Uh, yeah. Too bad they were facing you guys rather than me. Oh, but right. I got Vivace, so it's... it's yeah, you right. got Vivace. Um, yeah, they even changed it up, you know, in some ways to make it like a light sum version, which is pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, they actually performed it on the tour as well. So I got to see that three more times as well. Awesome. It was great. It so, was absolutely wonderful. A delightful you're, experience. You're well versed in screaming fucking tomboy oh, yeah. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other the other things that stood out to me were um, Itzy. Itzy, not so much the fact that Itzy stood out, but the fact that Itzy, I felt, got a little disrespected and only performed, I think they only performed two songs as well and a special stage. Oh, no, wait, they, they performed three songs. They did <laughs> perform three songs. That special stage was very special for... Like Yeji, like Yeji, like Yeji performed like the full song, and then Eugene shows up for like the last fifteen seconds, okay. and then that is the end of the song. That totally. When we were watching that, we we're uh, on the stream. We we're like, "Where the fuck is Eugene?" <laughs> and then she shows up for like the last ten seconds or last thirty seconds. We're like, "Holy shit!" The so it was like that live as well. Yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't you just have her vibing at least for like the other restless song? Like, at least make an appearance. Instead, she just shows up for the last fifteen seconds, and then she goes up all way again. Um, she wasn't even on stage. And then the, the fact time. that it's oh my god, that's crazy. yeah. And the, it's he performed three songs, and I was really happy with the songs that they performed because they actually performed their good songs. <laughs> I like one of the songs that they perform I was like completely taken aback but it's like one of my favorite songs of theirs which was Surf and I was like really surprised that they decided to perform a B-side instead of performing Mafia or Loco which I was really worried that they would perform and they didn't perform either they performed neither La Mafia nor Loco I was so happy like I don't know about you guys but I was ecstatic that they performed neither of those songs I don't know. I was happy I got to scream about sneakers. Yeah, so they performed sneakers and Dala Dala and Surf. And I was like really happy. I was surprised that they performed Dala Dala. I was hoping that. Oh, wait, did they perform Wannabe? They, I don't think they even performed Wannabe, which was kind of a disappointment. They, did not, they didn't perform Wannabe, right? No, uh, I think their special stage took up uh, one of their slots. <laughs> Boo. What a disgrace. But anyway. Like, yeah, they performed Dala Dala instead of Wannabe, which is arguably their most popular song and the one that got them all the awards and the one that really blew up and the one that dance went viral, like absolutely viral. Can't believe they didn't perform Wannabe, but they performed. I mean, Dala Dala is great and Sneakers. I'm happy that, you know, it's their most recent song, so they have to perform it. Um, But yeah, I love Surf, so I'm happy that they performed Surf, but I'm just really surprised that they didn't perform Wannabe. And again, like I said, like, at this point, Itzy is like one of the most senior groups um, to perform at the show that day. And I felt that they got a little bit disrespected um, with like ATs being able to perform eight songs, but Itzy got to perform like basically three and a half. Uh, a little bit disappointed, um, you know, to say the least. Come on, at least at least let them perform Wannabe. <sighs> well, maybe, uh, well, maybe BB Rexall had to 
had to take up some extra time. Yeah, <laughs> she took up some time. I mean, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool that they had a collaboration performance on stage, but I would have rather had Wannabe. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I just want to mention that on this night, I actually paid attention to the dude groups. So I actually enjoyed all of ATs and hyping Stray Kids. So I may look into their discographies further now that I have a better idea of their yeah, music. Yeah, 80s, 80s and Gravity's music is insane. Their discographies are so good. And then Hypen, like, and Hypen has really good songs too. Like, they're very new. They just debuted um, late last year. They're, uh, I wouldn't call, I'm not sure if it's exactly a survival program, but they were on the show Island. Um, the one, you know, IU sang a really popular song for the the the, the Hybe group. It was the Hybe survival program. Um but yeah, and Hypen, like they've come out with like three mini albums, I think, so far, something like that. You know, someone's gonna kill me if I'm wrong, but um, something like that. They have they have their own tour coming up um, at towards the end of this year. Um, but yeah, and Hypen, um, really popular as well. Yep, uh, the women screaming around me and holding up their cell phones and going into ultra zoom mode, kind of indicated they were pretty popular <laughs> um was there anything else that, that stood out to you greg not really um i you know i'm there for the girl groups and we've covered all of that but yeah the most surprising thing is i actually paid attention to the guys so <laughs> that's what stood well, out to me like i was super super excited that stray kids was going to be the one closing out the show but I was, you know, Stray Kids, you know, like another disappointment was, you know, Itzy obviously not only performing three, three and a half songs, but another disappointment was Stray Kids. I, I think they only performed three songs as well. And being the group to close out the show and Stray Kids being as big as they are, only performing three songs while ATs performed like eight songs. Again, a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, eight like Stray Kids performed like my three favorite songs of theirs, but still, like I had wished that they performed more songs. I mean, I was like going crazy when Stray Kids was on stage. Um, but yeah, uh, a little disappointed on on that. So that's all we got for night one. Pretty much for the concert. Yeah, so, I, know, yeah I know you guys don't really have much to say about duty groups, but I, you know, I, I really love Stray Kids. <laughs> like Stray Kids, well, Stray, Kids, Stray Kids is my favorite boy group, by the way. So like that's why I, I was, um, yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed. I think I think, um, I think you, you should probably just be impressed that I paid attention to those groups <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. Um, they're really good they're really good yeah there there's uh, a lot of a lot of really good stage presence and a lot of really good songs that i that i will have to look into for for the groups that performed on night one so let's move on to the final day of kcon day three where i didn't do a lot but 
Ping did everything. So what did you do, Ping? Um, hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up this. Uh, do we have it pinned somewhere? The the artist lineup for both days? Because I'm not actually done talking about day one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's in the notes. Um, it's in the concert notes. lineups. Let me. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's at it. the yep. bottom. Yeah. Okay. Um, ATs, Gravity, and Hypen, I and I, Itzy, Kepler, Lights, some Stray Kids. So yep. I, I want to talk about one last thing with um, the night one. Which is uh, so I, I purposefully got my spot um, where I, I stood at the concert, which was kind of the corner of the um, the stage because there's kind of like a, a little island. The way that the stage is shaped is like an, an H, and I was kind of at one of the 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 legs that jut out of that H. and that's where I stood. I, I purposefully decided to stand there at the barricade because um, in previous years, in previous K-Cons, like usually the artists would come out to that corner of the stage and reach out and grab cell phones. So I purposefully stood there for that experience at the end of the concert. And unfortunately, like nobody reached out for my cell phone uh, except for this one member of I and I. <laughs> and it was really funny because like as soon as he saw my cell phone, he like, cause I was kind of like the only one with the selfie mode on and like trying to reach out my cell phone over the barricade. As soon as he saw my cell phone, he like ran over and like jumped at the, at the end of the stage, like reaching towards me. And like, I was like jumping over the barricade, like trying to reach him, reach, uh, reach out my cell phone to him. And like the guy next to me had to like hold, hold my legs to keep me from falling over to <laughs> give my cell phone to him. So I was able to get somebody to like grab my cell phone but it was like somebody from i and i which is like a, a japanese group that i don't even really know but i was able to have that experience of having somebody grab my cell phone which was pretty cool i guess um but yeah that was kind of like one of the interesting moments that happened to me at the show I definitely learned from night one honestly like night one i was mainly there just for kepler itzy and stray kids um and it was really a night where I was like trying to get a lay of the lands, essentially, because night two was really the big night for me and day two in general. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much night one, right? So I just wanted to <laughs> give that. I, I have the video. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to put the video in, in my vlog, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a pretty interesting experience. Um, night two, or day two, of the convention or day three of the convention was basically um, the insane day because it was like Luna and Mix and Uju Sonyo day. So it's like started with Stacy Lightsome and then you know moved into um, Kepler and Itzy and then suddenly it's like Luna and Mix uju sonyo or you know cosmic girls or wjsn however you want to call them and you know stacy was at the, at the concert as well so that was just like an absolutely insane day and again like that day my schedule was absolutely packed i had a lot of things overlapping so i had to make a decision on like what i was going to do and i had already you know given up on anything on the show floor I just decided like I'm just going to go to any all the artist engagements and go to the concert and that was that. 
But um, yeah, so the artist engagements for me were Nmix at 11 a.m. and then Uju Sonyo um, at 12:30 p.m. and then which was directly after the Nmix artist engagement, and then right after the Uju Sonyo artist engagement, it was the um, uh, the Luna artist engagement, which was at 3:30 p.m. So there's a little break in between, but honestly, like because of the way that the con- convention is just generally speaking, like there's not, you have to line up for something relatively early to be able to get a good spot. Um, you know, for like anything on the show floor. So aside from the artist engagements, the things that I had wanted to do was I wanted to see, um, Luna at the KCON stage. I wanted to see Kepler and Nmix at the, the studio tune booth or the drop the dance. Um, cause Kepler was doing like a dance thing and, and, um, and mix was doing the selfie MV. And, um, yeah, aside from that, there, there was also, uh, a Uju Sonyo, uh, WJ San was doing like a panel at the same time as Kepler was doing something. Um, so there was just like so many things going on. Uh, but yeah, for me, it was our artist engagement with Nmix which was pretty much the same as every other artist engagement. I got a lot of really good Heiwan interactions, like Heiwan's my bias and Nmix, so I got a lot of good interactions with her. Um, for the Uju Sonyo artist engagement. Uh, Greg, you attended that, right? Yep, and I got the uh, artist engagement ticket that you bought me the night before. All right. Where, where we were negotiating with this woman who was desperate to dump them and she kept raising the price. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> that sucked. It's like 75 bucks. Okay, I'll think about it. Look at my schedule. Okay, 75 bucks. He's like, no, I want to have 80. It's like, no, <laughs> 75 bucks. <laughs> hey, I, so honestly, we, we probably could have gotten we, pro- we probably could have gotten her down even more, but uh Yeah. You know, it was kind of just like let's just get it done and over with. But yeah, yeah we so got she, we got you a high touch. She beat at seventy five, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I got to experience a little bit of the uh, prestige life. So I, I did get to go in after all the prestige people got their spots. So I was a little bit closer to the stage. So yeah, again, if you're prestige, if you're not row one, you're row two. <laughs> so um for Uju Sonyo, I was at the barricade on the on the far left, but it was like closer to the side where Xy was. So I don't know if you heard me. I don't know where you were standing, but for me, I was just like almost every time that Xy was talking, I was just like, Xy sexy, Megan Foxy. <laughs> and she laughed a couple of times at that. But um overall, like for me personally, like that was my first time seeing Uju Sonyo. And Uju Sonyo obviously was the winner of the Queendom 2. Um, so it was like Queen Ju Sonyo. Um, and Uju Sonyo is actually like my, in my top five favorite girl groups. Um, so I was like super excited to see them. But honestly, I was a little bit disappointed with like the artist engagement um, with them. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because they are around. They have been around for a long time. Um, it's like their sixth year. And, but like, generally speaking, Uju Sonyo is known as a very loud group. I don't, you know, the, 
forever whoever is not familiar with them and for whoever that is familiar with them you know that Uju Sonyo is known as a loud group they're probably the loudest girl group I mean not only are there 10 of them but they are also all very loud and outgoing and funny um like you, you stick any one of those girls in a variety show and you're gonna be dying out with laughter because of how funny they are um but overall, like the Uju Sonyo artist engagement, I don't know if it's because of the host or because of the environment. I know that Uju Sonyo had been in LA for like the entire week. So they're definitely not tired. Um, it just like the energy level was not where I expected it to be at compared to like um, every other artist engagement that I had gone to, you know, like e even like the Itzy artist engagement was, in my opinion, like way more fun than the Uju Sonyo artist engagement how was your experience with that uh for me it's the first time seeing them in person ever mm -hmm. so my view is somewhat skewed because i was excited to actually see uh this group it was your first uh, high touch too or your high wave uh yeah it was my first zoom monkey experience so that was uh that was kind of a a weird thing after <laughs> but uh just just the artist engagement itself um i thought it was pretty fun like I, they're not as loud as i saw them on variety shows and tv but uh, it did go by much faster than some of the other ones that i was a part of so thumbs up for me uh where were you standing so I was on the very right side of the stage. So I was closest to Da Young oh, and Exi. Oh, so you were on the same side as me? Yeah. I was right behind. Oh. I was probably way behind you. You probably, oh. you probably didn't see me anyway. I was sitting on the bench most oh. of the time. I see, I see. Yeah. I, I have to say, like, Uju Sonyo, in my, like, I, I go around telling people, like, I don't know if it's actually true. But I do go around telling people that Uju Sonyo is the best vocal girl group in history, of K-pop history to this point. Um, like every, all 10 members have amazing voices. And Yeon Jung, who is the, the maknae, and she was in IOI, she is probably one of the best vocalists, one of the best female idol vocalists ever. Um, but... You know, I usually talk about their vocals, but their visuals are like, you know, you see them, you see the visuals and yeah, they're pretty. But when you see them in person, it's actually like, like usually, usually when you see an idol in person, at least for me, it's like, oh, this, you know, that's how I expected them to look. But Uju Sonyo, like, is pretty breathtaking in person, I have to say. Like visually speaking. I agree with that. Um seeing them in person is yeah way way better than seeing them on tv yeah like especially yeah uh, like members like unso like i mean she's pretty but like god damn <laughs> that, that, yeah. that was a nice view like every like, i don't know if it's because i've i've seen like nmix i had seen in chicago luna obviously i've seen so many times um Stacy at that point I had already seen three times. Lightsome I had already seen quite. Um, I guess I, technically that was my first time seeing Lightsome that weekend. Um, Kepler I guess that was my first time seeing them as well. But I don't know like Uju Sonyo. 
like I had been a fan of them since their almost their debut. Um, I had been a fan of them since their second single, um, basically when Yeon Jung joined, and I had followed them for these last six years. I'm a, I'm a big fan of their songs. Again, like I said, they're one of my top five girl groups, and I had known, you know, obviously I know how pretty they are, but seeing them in person actually really blew me away. Like how pretty they actually are in person. Um, and I rarely actually ever say that. So I just really wanted to point that out because Uju Sonyo, man, um, I still think Luna should have won Queendom too, but Uju Sonyo, definitely really crazy visuals, insane visuals, insane vocals, insane visuals. Even their main rapper, you know, Exe, like she's a really good rapper, but she's also a really good vocalist and she doesn't sing. Um, you know, if you're familiar with Uju Sonyo at all, you know why she doesn't sing. Um, but yeah, like if you've seen her, on, if you see her on like King of Mask Singer, like she can definitely belt it out. So, um, man, Uja Sonyo, I just like, again, disappointed by the, from the artist engagement on like overall, like how it went, like they did like zero interaction almost with the fans and the energy level wasn't like really anything notable. Um, but like visually speaking, like just freaking amazing. Like they, I really want to see them again. Um, hopefully they are not like that all the time. <laughs> it was just like very little fan experience, like very little fan interaction. It was just like really disappointing. Yeah, they, um, I agree with that. They didn't uh, really do a lot of that uh, pandering to the fans or anything like that. But yeah, it's supposed to be a fan engagement, yeah. but they treated it more like, uh, let me just answer these questions and play this game with the MC and just kind of like the fans are just here to watch. Whereas all the other groups, they like, they really went out of their way to like wave to the fans and, and stuff like that. And again, like I said, I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't know what the reason is. Maybe it's because they are already have been around for six years. They're used to seeing fans. They have been to KCON before. Um, I don't know. That was my first time seeing them, and I was uh, pretty disappointed by their, um, their the fan engagement and the artist engagement in general. I was just happy to be up front. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, I can me. see that. Yeah. Um, so after the the Uju Sonyo artist engagement, I think you went to go take a break or something, right? Well, I did the high touch or the yeah the high the wave. wave. Yeah. high wave thing that was my first high wave thing ever as well so i, I wasn't exactly sure well, he did how the, that would go down you did the idol thing right uh the idol thing was still like a slap in hands kind of like thing. an actual high touch yeah yeah actual high touch but this one was like the first time i've done it with the plexiglass so that and was how do you feel about it kind of weird to be honest it just sucks um, Waving at idols while they're standing behind plexiglass just doesn't feel right <laughs> for some reason. It doesn't feel good at all. I mean, it, it feels like they're more on display than you're actually like genuinely interacting with them. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, sure, I get to see them like within farting distance, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't the same as say idol where you know you can be really up close to them physically slap their hands and get the hell out 
but uh, I don't know. And I did my best. Uh, yeah. I learned from my idle experience, and I did slow down at my favorites because I wasn't going to let a bunch of people yelling at me stop me from enjoying it this time. Yeah. So they actually yeah. they actually yeah. pushed me. They 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 laid their hands on me, and I wasn't able to. Um, I was at Bona, who is my favorite member, and like by the time I got to Exe and Dayong and Unso, I was like getting pushed out of the way. I was pretty disappointed um, by that wow. experience. Like, I don't understand. Like, I understand that there is a time constraint, but like KCON staff needs to understand that I spent twenty two hundred dollars on my ticket. Other fans are spending hundreds of dollars on their tickets. Like, you can't you can't give a fan two seconds to say something to their their favorite member like it's ridiculous like the the audacity of some of these staff members to actually put hands on you and like try and push you it's ridiculous like honestly i think it's a lawsuit waiting to happen yeah i think um especially with the class of ticket that you had there definitely should be more uh, white glove treatment because you paid so much i mean every they, every fan should be respected and yeah. it just really pissed me off that they would actually put hands on 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 people yeah i had very little interaction with uh kcon staff i mean i did play up the disability card a little bit with wjsn i mean what are they gonna do i mean you you can't force me to walk any faster. I got two bad knees, right? So, uh, but yeah, if they put their hands on you, that that's all. That's a whole different story. They really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, that was the Ujisanya artist engagement. Um, between that and the Luna artist engagement, did you go to the Luna artist engagement? Uh no, I I skipped Luna. I went. You went to, to the hotel, hotel, right? Yeah. Um. And then before the, um, no, didn't you actually try to go to a panel? Yeah. So what happened while you were in your other artist engagements is I went to the, the wrong panel. <laughs> uh, I went to the uh, Jeff Benjamin panel, uh, assuming that I would actually learn something about uh, K-pop journalism, oh and instead it it ended up being a jeff benjamin uh appreciation fan club and uh a lot of humble bragging so i, I didn't learn shit <laughs> like it, it was awful there's a guy who walked out like in the middle of the thing i should have followed him and went in line for the the wjs and panel instead because I, I don't know i just felt like he was I don't know, bragging about his connections rather than teaching you anything. Did you, didn't you try to go to the WJSN panel? Oh, the lineup was massive. Um, so by the time I got to the end of the line, it was going down near the, the end of another hall. So it was get, getting in there would, would have been impossible. Uh, I tried flashing the badge, and <laughs> uh, they told me that uh, yet the day before, um, some other press guy snuck into a panel, 
uh, flashing his badge and ruined it for the rest of us. Boo. Damn. Yeah. But I, I, I was told that Chokomi, Ujusonya Chokomi, which is um, Luda, Yoram, um, Dayong, and Subin were there with Dawan from Ujusonyo. But I have no idea if that was actually the case. Do you have any idea who was there? No. Uh, okay. I didn't see any reports after. So right. I, I would assume it was just one member, but who knows. And then, so basically you just went to the hotel after that? Yeah, I, I mean, after flashing the badge failed, it's like, screw this, I'm just going to go back to the hotel and rest up. Okay. Yeah, so for me, after, in between the in between the Ujusonyo artist engagement and the um, Luna artist engagement, there was a couple hours in between there, and on my calendar, I had wanted to go to the um, Kepler event and the the end mix event at the studio Chum, which was the dance all day for the 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 end mix selfie mv and on, honestly i at that point i think you were you were resting i i i had honestly given up at the op, you know thinking that i could somehow get into this uh end mix selfie mv but i ended up deciding you know what i have nothing else to do let me at least try uh i went to the kepler thing and yeah there was no way i was getting in there um I was kind of far in the back. I was able to see what was going on at least. And, but yeah, I was like five rows deep. But I decided, you know what? Let me stay here. I, you know, a bunch of these people are probably Kepler fans. I might be able to squeeze my way towards the front. And somehow, I was actually able to get second row for the Nmix selfie MV. So I was able to watch Nmix perform um, their Drop the Dance and their selfie music video. And I actually got into their, their 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 music video, I think, like a couple of times. So that actually ended up being a really good experience for me. I was obviously not as much um, interaction with the girls because I wasn't in the front. But, you know, second row, still got into the music video. Um, you know, even though I got there, like literally right before the, the event started, I think that, I think I did pretty well for myself. So I was pretty, really, I was actually really happy that I was able to get in there. Um, uh, but I did the artist engagement after that for Luna. And I mean, I had already seen Luna. Like literally, I did the meet and greet with Luna three times, just like literally the, within the last 10 days. So it was like seeing Luna again, which was obviously I was happy about because Luna is like my favorite group. Um, but Cherry wasn't there. And Cherry is my favorite member. So it honestly, it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a downer for me. Like, I don't think she even flew to LA. Um, and like, even now she's not in Europe for their tour along with, um, I think Eve is, is sitting stuff out and Hasul is sitting stuff out. So yeah, I mean, it was a kind of a downer for me, the, the Luna artist engagement, because I was really looking forward to seeing Cherry again. But I did, you know, try to make the most of my time, got some interaction with Heejin and um, Eve and Yojin. But um yeah, I mean, other than that, it was pretty much like all the other artist engagements. Um, and then between the concert and the end of the convention, they usually do the red carpet. And normally, I am one to skip the red carpet. I usually sell my red carpet ticket regardless 
of um you know and, and every year that i've gone i've always sold my red carpet ticket so like 2017 2018 2019 uh even day one night one of the concert uh in 2022 i sold my red carpet ticket but 2022 um night two i kept my red carpet ticket and i decided you know what I'm going to go to the red carpet today even, um, and then I'm just going to run to the prestige line. I was like, I have the prestige number. As long as I get to the prestige line before 6 p.m., I'm going to be fine. And honestly, like even if I got there like after the red carpet uh, actually finished, I probably would have been fine anyway. But um, So I did the red carpet and it was the first time I've actually ever done the red carpet for KCON. And it's actually pretty interesting. So do they stream that at all? Not that I was aware of. Okay. So um, the red carpet, the red carpet, basically, it's the artist engagement room and they have a, a red carpet actually off to the side. And I thought what they did was they just went to the red carpet and they left. But actually, they go to the red carpet, they take the pictures, and then they go to the main stage and answer a couple of questions and then leave. So actually, like you got a lot of like time seeing the artist actually like in person. Um, so I was able to see all four of the girl groups, obviously, that I was there to see as well as some of the, the guy groups. But I was able to see Enmix, um, Stacy, uh, Uju Sonyo and Luna all right before the show and like a good like two, three minutes Maybe even four or five minutes. I, I I can't, you know, it was like kind of a blur to me. But um, I got to see all four of the groups that I want I came there to see at the red carpet, and I was still able to make it back in line um, for the show. So I was actually pleasantly surprised by the red carpet experience. The guy who was hosting it was um, Evan. Um, can't remember his last name right now, but he was on BuzzFeed before. He did the interview with Luna back in 2019 with the In and Out. Um, some I, I'm sure some of you guys who are listening have seen that video. Maybe even you guys on the show here have li- seen that video because I'm pretty sure I've linked it in the Discord. Um, he is with Hello82 now, I think. Maybe not anymore. I'm not really sure where he is anymore, but yeah, he was the guy hosting it. Um, and yeah, he did a really great job. Big fan of him um, and how he MCs things. Um, but yeah, it was a really good experience actually for the red carpet. And I'm not sure I'm going to be selling my red carpet tickets in the future. On, you know, depending, I guess it depends on the lineup. You know, this year with the night two having like four girl groups that I was like really interested in being there um, definitely had a large factor in me attending the red carpet this year. Um, but yeah, pleasantly surprised by the red carpet experience. Wow. Yeah, I didn't expect red carpet to be that uh, that great. Uh, yeah, I always thought it was just like show up, take pictures, get out. <laughs> So. Yeah, like being able to see again, like Stacy is my second, like my second favorite girl group right now. Luna is my number one girl group. Uju Sonyo is um, in my top five, and Nmix, I you know, Nmix OO is like one of my favorite songs of this year. So I was like ecstatic to be able to see them for any amount of time again um, for that day. So yeah, it was just a good experience for me. Like I don't know if I would really recommend it to anybody. I don't know if if I would do red carpet again but at least for that day it was a really good experience for me 